This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. And my apologies, because last week we did not have a show, and we had a guest that was going to come on, and it just didn't work out because my I had no heat in my house last week. I'm in San Antonio. So needless to say, uh, we had some very weird weather last week. Um, and uh, so, But everything's good now. Um, it was uh, definitely an adventure and uh, something I will probably have in a future book, but um, all is good and everybody's okay here. Um, but to throw down a little history here, we've got um, – See, now I lost track of, I've lost track of the day. It is, okay, Thursday, 20, the 25th, 2021. Um, in 1964, Muhammad Ali becomes world heavyweight champion, and he was still using his name Cassius Clay at the time, but he was considered one of the greatest heavyweight boxers in history. And there's a great kid's book, a middle grade book out um, called Becoming Muhammad Ali, and it's, it's, a, it's just a cool book. And the thing is that, a lot of people talk about why should we have Black History Month well, or Women's History Month or those things. It's because a lot of times what's taught in schools isn't necessarily cover everybody who had a seat at the table regarding history. So it's super important to find those people that you may not have heard about in school, um, you may not have heard about in your, your typical classes and find more out more about them. So, and with that, you just keep reading and you just keep learning new authors and you just keep uh, finding new people to uh, learn about in their, their books. And one of those authors today is on our show, and her name is Stella Bixby, and I am super excited to talk to her because Stella and I have talked to each other, you know, intermittently online because we're both a part of a couple of writers groups, but she reached out to me to be on the show, which I was super excited about, and Stella is a native Coloradan who loves to snowboard, pluck at the guitar, and play board games with her family, and she was once a volunteer firefighter and a park ranger, and now spends time, uh, most of her time, making up stories and trying to figure out what to cook for dinner. Believe me, I get this so much. Her newest release, (laughs) Bungled, will be out March 30th, and you can pre-order it. Um, There's a link in the write-up of the show, and if you want to keep in touch with Stella, you can check out her website, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Welcome to the show, Stella. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So you guys are doing now, you live in Iowa now, but you're from Colorado. So tell me about being a a park ranger. I mean, how did you get into that? Um, So I... I lived in Colorado. Um, I grew up in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. It was amazing. Um, And I went to school for recreation management. And one day my mom just said, hey, I saw this job, and I think maybe you'd be interested in it because I was a firefighter for a while. And um, I'm like, a park ranger? You think that I should try to be a park ranger? And she's like, I think you might like it. So um, I, I, you know, sent in the application and they called me back and said, Hey, yeah, come on in. Well, little did I know it wasn't a park ranger for like a forest park or like a mountainous park. It was a park ranger for a, for city parks. And oh, so okay. um, it was much different than I expected, but it was one of the best jobs I've ever had. What was, what made it great, a great job? You know, I think, Mostly the people that I worked with and the people I got to interact with every day. 
So Mm -hmm. I talked to hundreds, probably thousands of fishermen, you know, throughout, I think I was a park ranger for, oh, I don't know, four years maybe. And um, it just, the people there were so nice. The other park rangers were fantastic. They became some of my closest friends. And, you know, the fishermen were just so excited to be out there fishing. And I got to be outside every single day. I got to drive boats and ATVs and basically spend my time talking to people about cool recreational activities. Wow. I know we used to go, when we, we lived in New Mexico for a short period of time when I was a kid, and so we would drive. We were in Farmington, so, you know, you're not that far at all from Colorado. And um, right. we'd go up there, and uh, there's just so many fantastic parks, um, you know, just, just to kind of find. You know, you could drive anywhere on any road, and ta-da, there's one. Um, but my aunt was there one year, and they were, they'd taken an RV, and they were fishing, and she was just catching a ton of rainbow trout. Like, it was crazy mm-hmm. how much she was catching. And the ranger came by and said, hey, how's it going? And she's like, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> catching all this fish. And he's like, really? What bait are you using? She was using cheese. And he's oh like, my. oh, no, 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 no. You can't use <laughs> cheese. That's, that's illegal. <laughs> so she learned not to There are a lot. There's a lot of different rules, and it depends on where you are and what you're fishing for. And, oh, mm-hmm. man, some of the rules, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's hard to know so tell all me, of them. Yeah, so tell me some of the crazy rules. Well, so a lot of them have to do with, you know, what kind of bait you can use. But, like, uh-huh. we had two different um, reservoirs. And at one of them, you could use power bait and worms and all of those types of things. But at the other one, you could only use, like, lures and things that were not bait. So people would be so confused because they would go from one to the other, and we'd be like, yeah, you can't use that here. Sorry. (laughs) What was the reason for that? um, I think because it was more of a – they wanted to keep the fish – in that reservoir primarily it's more of a like catch and release type place and it's just so much easier to catch them with the power bait and you know all of that stuff sure sure so yeah my kids i i was fishing since i was like 18 months i mean we actually have me with the cane pole standing there in the picture and i love 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 fishing and um i was teaching my kids and it was so funny because my husband just didn't do that. You know, he's great at fixing right. stuff. Um, and <laughs> so we figured between the two of us, when the zombie apocalypse hits, hits we're going to be okay, right? Um, yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I can go fishing, get his food, and he can fix stuff. Um, so, it, but it's funny because the kids are like, Dad, help me with this worm. He's like, yeah, I don't know how to. But, I mean, he figured it out. But it was one of those right. things of, like, mm, um but yeah, it's but it's fun. It's just it just teaches so much, so much for kids, especially like yes. you have to be quiet and Definitely. patient, and um, <laughs> right. it's okay, you know, that you catch right. everything one day and anything. nothing the next. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. There's a um, a show called Stargate. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It was on for like a decade, and the one of the main characters in it always talked about wanting to go fishing in his pond that's behind his house. And okay. in like episode on, I think it was like season eight, he's doing this like presentation or something. They're recording something for their future selves or whatever. And he said, "And there's no fish in the pond in my backyard." He just sits there with his pole. 
Wow, we did not know this till season eight. That is, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Jack and Neil. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it, but that sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's Richard Dean Anderson who plays him, and he's from, I think, Minnesota or something, so he loves all the outdoorsy stuff. So, okay. um, yeah, they included <laughs> it in his character. So a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. That's and they fun, film in yeah. Van- they filmed in Vancouver, I think, so um, plenty okay. of outdoor stuff up there for sure. Yeah, definitely. So you were a firefighter before you were a um, park ranger. So what got you being a firefighter? What was that trigger for that? <laughs> um, I think it was probably one of my boyfriends, to be honest. Oh. Um, I was I was a volunteer firefighter up in the mountains. Okay. And um, it was just the thing that all of my friends decided to do. We all were going to join the fire department. And Okay. Then it turned into kind of a competition of, you know, who's the better firefighter and <laughs> Sure. It was sure. It was really great. I didn't fight a lot of fires because there weren't a lot of fires, but I did a lot of training. So I did right. ice rescue training and hazmat training and just all of that kind of stuff. And so Did you do search and rescue Riley, as well? Um, I didn't do that. We actually had a whole um, team of search and rescue. So that was a whole different okay. subsection. But I did wildland fire. So okay. we would go in for those types of fires. Yeah. And so you have, you know, your character Riley in your stories. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's set in book one. She hadn't planned to grow. She hadn't grown up wearing, wanting to be a, fire, a park ranger. Um, so, I mean, is that... Was that the obvious choice for you for a character, or did you do, like, I don't know if I want to write about that, but then you said, you know, I know a lot about this. How did that happen with developing that character? Well, I was writing um, young adult dystopian fiction, and Uh um, a friend of mine was like, you know, you're really – and she's a very accomplished writer, but she was like, you're a very – you know, you're good at this, but – maybe you should write something that you know. <laughs> yeah. like, what do I know? Cause yeah. I am not good at building worlds like magic systems and things like that. Like the whole world building. I'm, I need it to be like in today's world. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I was like, well, what can I write? And she said, you are a firefighter and a park ranger, write something about that. And I was like, Oh, yeah. you're brilliant. So yeah. Riley is very loosely based off of me, but she is more outgoing and, you know, all the things that if you could make yourself a certain way, you would do that. Uh-huh. But she's also, you know, more sassy and, you know, none of, I never had, I never came across a murder in my park ranger days. And a lot of that is very dramatized. So yeah. Sure. But People I'm sure you came across. How much is real? <laughs> yes. Well, but I'm sure you came across some very interesting situations. Yes, and I do incorporate <laughs> a lot of those into the book, just, you know, along with the murder mysteries. <laughs> right, right. So why a murder mystery? Why not? I mean, it is fun. It's like it, it's it's um, similar to the Janet Ivanovich series. And um, so if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't read, Janet Ivanovich does this huge series. She's like on 24 or something um, books, but it's about a bounty hunter who's truly, truly awful at her job. Um, but she has all these crazy scenarios. And so you know, when you were de- deciding what kind of genre you were going to write for this, was mystery like 
I'm absolutely going to write mystery, or was that something that just kind of developed as you started writing? I I think I knew I was going to write mystery um, because I love the Janet Ivanovich series. Like that's Mm -hmm. been something that I've read since I was younger. And I just knew that I loved that genre and I can never Mm -hmm. find other books that are similar to that. And so I thought, well, I guess I could write some. And since then I found other books that are similar to that, but at the time I just didn't, I was like, what else could I read? I want to read other things. And they say, well, read or write what you want to read. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. And the covers are so yeah. cute. Do you, um, do you design your own covers? Um, the first two in the series were by a designer. And then she got super booked up and couldn't um, complete the rest of the series. And so I, I failed to book her, like, way out, <laughs> like I was supposed to. And so I have, com- I have continued that, <laughs> the series cover. Okay. So books three through, well, seven, there will be seven books in this series. Um, okay. I will design those covers. Okay. And yeah. So you've got your next book coming out the 30th. So this is the mm-hmm. sixth book in the series. Um, yeah. And so tell me a little bit about Riley. Here's your main character. So Riley is, um, she's in her mid-20s. She is kind of down on her luck in the first book in Catfish. She just found out her boyfriend was cheating on her, and she got fired from her job, and she ended up having to move back in with her parents in their basement, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as I think a lot of 20-plus-year-olds have to do. And so, yeah, yeah, kind of starting over and figuring that out. And so basically – she gets this job as a park ranger. She thinks it's going to be a temporary thing. And then, you know, she really likes it. Of course, the people in it are super great. I love the characters. They're so awesome. And, um, and then she comes across the dead body and it's like, oh, and then she kind of like enjoys the mystery, like the investigation. And mm-hmm. so she kind of goes with it with that. And then, yeah. So it's it's been interesting, and then there's a love story that goes through, of course. Um, right. In the first book, she her ex um, her ex boyfriend from high school is the lead detective on the case, and okay. so they have to work together, and you know there's all that tension, and then there's there's other guys too that kind of go in it, and by the end, by the seventh book, you'll know kind of how that all ends. Okay. I can't give away too So much you know for sure. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, like Stephanie yeah. Bond has uh, the body movers. And so, you know, we're still, as of the last yeah. book I had read, which I think was seven or eight, um, mm-hmm. it was still up in the air about who she was going to stick with. And then, of course, Janet Ivanovich's books. And then um, Gemma Halliday actually does the High Heel Mysteries. Yeah. And um, love hers as well. And it's all that kind of same genre that, I mean, there's obviously mm-hmm. a very serious situation happening. I mean, there's a dead body. Right. Um, but it's a beautiful balance that you've come up with of, you know, yes, this is serious, but we don't have to go absolutely dark and be brooding the whole entire time because people in those fields do have to laugh every once in a while and not they're not laughing at the dead bodies by any means but I mean right. it's that we don't stay in that mentality all the time when we're exactly. thinking about how to solve this yeah um right and so yeah it's it's that balance of um I guess you could call it normalcy um, right to yeah. see yeah yeah and so when your friends that have been that you were 
um, you were in as a, as a firefighter at a park ranger. Have they read your books? They have. Well, I know a couple of them have, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know all of them have, but a couple of them have. And have they got, you've gotten good feedback? Yeah. Yeah, several of them liked it. One did not like it. Um, he admittedly, he was like, this is not for me. <laughs> but <laughs> I worked primarily with men, and these books are very much geared toward women. So right. men don't enjoy them. But, you know, if you're not a reader anyway of the genre, it's – plus he he was probably thinking, how much of this is real? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, what is she giving away our secrets, which I am not. I can be on the record. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> right. None of right. that part is real, but yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because a lot of times people, you know, I worked emergency room and critical care as a nurse and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd come home and talk to my mom because I had to do the whole move home and re reorganize thing. And right. I would talk to my mom and she's like, you're making this up. I'm like, I'm really not. Because people are weird. Yes, it's true. There's there's a lot of truth to people are weird. And I'm yeah. one of them. Like, yeah. some of the things that come up are part of my awkwardness, like my weirdness. So, yeah. 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 Well, and, and I that would be obvious, you know, the stuff that would be, why would you ever do that? Um, it's just yeah. really it's very interesting to um, see how people justify doing certain things. And then Mm -hmm. of course, like I'm sure you rescued a few people, like their boats didn't work or, you know, they were somewhere where they, they got lost or couldn't get out or what have you. Um, And, you know, you start talking to them and they realize, yeah, that probably wasn't the best (laughs) choice. (laughs) Yes. I I think that that probably came up with. Yes. And, it, and I'm sure it was hard I mean. from, you know, yeah, every once in a while to say, not to say, so, you know, are you going to do this again? You know, just like. like right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It definitely was, it was a, a challenge to be like, okay, especially the ones that did do it again and you went out again and you're like, dude, mm-hmm. what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you right. out here again? <laughs> Stop it. Stop like, it. You know, yeah, you have to tell them, like, please. Please, for both of our sakes, stop yeah. doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but, why? Why is this happening right. again? You know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was always very yeah. interesting to see um, situations people would get themselves in. And, you know, and some truly, um, you know, there's a bell curve in every society or every animal group. And you're going to have, you know, the ones in the middle and you're going to have the ones on each end. And um, Right. But I, I seem to feel like the majority of the ones that got in those situations like we're talking about were probably in the middle not necessarily like on the far end each way because they were either so absolutist about what they're doing that it it either made total sense or it made no sense so why would I do that exactly yeah Yeah, a lot (laughs) of them were definite like honest mistakes things most of them were honest mistakes things that you're like oh yeah I mean, you might have been able to figure that out, but it would have been kind of hard. So, <laughs> Right. Well, weather, I'm sure people don't really appreciate yeah. how quickly it can change for sure. Yeah, it changes very, very quickly, especially in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. And the wind, 
it's it's amazing how the wind with the boats and I rescued lots of boats that just Mm -hmm. couldn't get back because of the wind and it's scary and you get out there and it's nice that we could go out there and help because it is scary when you're out there on the water and you know (laughs) you don't have Mm -hmm. any way to get back (laughs) yeah the water doesn't care doesn't care who you are (laughs) No, no, it does it's not. not. Um, so when you started and you're sitting here, okay, I'm going to write this. What, I mean, what was the catalyst? You said because you, you couldn't find the kind of books you were wanting to read. I mean, a lot of people say, well, I'd really love to read this, and they don't write it. But what was that catalyst mm-hmm. that made you sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to write this? Well, I had been writing for a few years. Um, I didn't grow up writing, like, I was math and science 100% in school. I even went to school initially for engineering. Like that was, writing was not my, my jam, but I had a friend who wrote. And so she, she was like, I told her one day, I need you to write this story because I, I, and it wasn't these stories. It was a totally different one. And I said, I have a great idea. And she's like, no, you write it. It's your story. And I'm like, I'm not a writer. What are you talking about? And so I decided I'd try to write it because how hard could it be to write a book, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I laugh that's at myself now easy. because I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> but, right? um, and so I, I started writing and realized just how hard it was. Um, and I wrote probably, oh, four or five complete novels that will never see the light of day. And mm-hmm. um, then I stopped for a while. And then I joined this other writers group and started writing with the young adults like dystopian and I knew I wanted to publish at that point I knew I wanted to be serious about it but that Mm -hmm. genre wasn't working for me so I think the catalyst was that at this point I was serious about it like I actually wanted to publish and I knew how to get there I just needed a book to do that and so um when my friend said write what you know write what you like write what you want to read I thought okay I'm going to do that. And mm-hmm. it's amazing when you kind of get into that groove of you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I kind of feel like it's so yeah. much easier because writing that mystery was so much easier than writing the the young adult dystopian <laughs> novel that I was trying right. so hard to write. <laughs> because it has to, I mean, and we all know this, if we're you know pretty good readers, especially if you're reading young adult or these world building things, you better know what your world is because readers yes. are not forgiving at all. <laughs> no, um, they're not. For that. And so it's like, oh, well, what would happen here? Oh, well, crap, I don't know. You know, it's like, it just happens. Nope, can't happen that way. It's got to. There's got to be a reason right. back three chapters back, you know, that this happens. <laughs> yes. um, it's like trying to untangle a ball of Christmas lights, but there's like eight Christmas lights, strings of Christmas lights in there. And you're like, wait, there's eight of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's very good. Yes. <laughs> so, but you know, it's fun that you mentioned um, that you were STEM, a STEM girl in college and high school, because today is introduced a girl to engineering day. So, oh. So exciting. I know. So what kind of books or what people would you suggest um, girls, women, boys, men, I mean, they read about? Who would you suggest they read about if they want to know about engineering, even if they have no desire to go into engineering or into STEM? Oh. Who, do you th- who should they know? Oh, my goodness. Let me think. You know, I know. It's a very short question. 
that that is that is a hard that's a a hard one i okay so this isn't really like reading books but like i love following like nasa and all of their articles and all of because i wanted to be an aerospace engineer so that's sure I wanted to be. And so I, I love following their stuff. I just think there's so much good writing. I don't know. I just want people to read. <laughs> I don't care what yeah. they read. I just want them to read, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. My my daughter is very much, one of my daughters is very much following in the same footsteps and she would be able to list off, you know, a kajillion people to read and follow at sure. this point. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's she's a lot smarter. I than think me. it's yeah. wonderful. There's so many more books now that people are writing yeah. and telling stories of these unknown, and you know, to you know, general historical accounts, like um, you know, all these people who didn't, who who had a part in all these different things. Um, Definitely. And I mean, it still amazes me. Nobody knows who Hedy Lamarr is. And I'm like, right. how do you not know her? You have a cell phone because of her, you know, and, and right. I, yeah, just all sorts of stuff. I, um, yeah, it's, it's, so I think that one of the beautiful things about being writers is we get to say, oh, and you know what? You should probably know about this person. Um, yes. Maybe that, you know, we have these books out that makes us a little bit more of an expert, I guess. <laughs> I right. don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I just, maybe I right exactly. I love it when people read, and I'm always just like, "What are you reading?" I ask people that all the time, and they look at me like I'm not reading anything, and I'm like, "But you are, mm-hmm. because you're consuming something. I know you are. So, are you reading Facebook posts? Are you reading, you know, articles mm-hmm. off of there? What are you reading? Because we are a consumption society. I mean, that's what we mm-hmm. do." And I just think it's cool that we have so much at our fingertips that we can learn and know so easily. Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm sure you watched the, um, the, the rover landed on NASA. Uh, well, oh, yeah. not land on NASA, last <laughs> on Mars. And there was right. all of these posts and one actor, and I apologize, the name escapes me at the moment, but he said, I don't know about you, but I get so excited every single time I see these, these engineers just lose it. <laughs> In the booth, because, um, and I think about that, I think about the hours, like the years spent from conception to that moment of, you know, I just, I just can't even imagine the amount of time that it took. Oh, yeah. And hours and everything. Yeah. It's insane. It just, it blows my mind when I think about, you know, this one moment in time took so much preparation <laughs> to make it happen. It's just, it's really cool. So I have no doubt because you wanted to go into aerospace engineering, you know a little bit about stars and maybe <laughs> stare at them a little bit. Um, my daughter would absolutely <laughs> kill me if I didn't ask this. Um, she's very much into STEM. Um, your favorite constellation, your favorite star system. Oh, I, it's very basic, but I love the Big Dipper. Mm-hmm. Like it is just my favorite, probably because it's the one that I can always find. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I feel like it is always just, it's just there. And I'm like, Oh, I love the big dipper. dipper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you can find those, those navigation points for sure, like you were talking about rescuing people and them being right. able to find their way out and all that. I mean, that's, I'm sure all that stuff was covered when you were doing 
park ranger, um, how it, to save it yourself. It was partially covered. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we were yeah. in pretty enclosed, like, environments. Our our reservoir was pretty small, um, so it mm-hmm. wasn't like getting lost in the woods or anything like that. But sure, it they definitely teach you survival survival stuff. And right. about like the the moon type stuff, I just um, sent in all of my stuff for my books to go to the moon. So really, gonna yes. So Susan K. Quinn um, started this thing because her husband is um, an, an engineer and he's sending like a time capsule up to the moon and you could buy like a payload on there. And so Riley is going to go to the moon. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Exciting. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um... I've been talking about that in my newsletter a little bit and. It'll, you know, there'll be updates as it goes, but it's like, oh, yay, maybe someone will read Riley's story 100 years from now because they went to the moon. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You just never know. Right. So, so yeah, so if you want to um, if you want to list or, or keep up with Stella's um, books, Going to the Moon, you can go to her website, <laughs> and, she, and the link is in the write-up of the show, and you can sign up for her newsletter, and she will tell you when her books have hit the moon. And so that is super, super, duper important. Um, so what, after you've got book seven, uh, first, when is book seven you're anticipating that's going to be live? That one will come out probably in the fall. Okay. I've already started writing, and then, but it'll probably come okay. in the fall. <laughs> So when is your, what's your next project after that? Because you said seven books. Yes? Um, yes. So seven books in that series. And then I'm planning on releasing, okay, so I have a really big 2021 goal. And it's to release okay. 11 total books. Wow. And, yeah. And so I started a new series um, that's actually a paranormal cozy mystery series. And, um of that is out the second one comes out in March and I'm trying to release that book that series every six weeks so okay there will be seven of those that come out um and not everybody likes those if that like the Riley books because they're a little different obviously they have they're more cozy and they have you know the magical aspect of it um and then after the Riley series is done, there's another character named Logan that's in the Riley series, and she's okay. going to get her own series. And hers is going to be, um, she's a, a sportscaster who may or may not have said some things on an open mic that got her demoted. And oh, so she fabulous. doesn't get to cover, like, the NFL games anymore. She has to cover the crazy, like, alternate events kind of mm-hmm. like pumpkin chunkin or and I probably can't use that name because I think that's probably copyrighted but you know right. it'll probably be like gourd throwing or something <laughs> in the book <laughs> um or like extreme wife carrying or bed sled races or something so she's gonna have um her own murder mystery series that's gonna be a lot like the Riley series um that is about her trying to get back in the good graces to um, get her job back by doing all of these crazy events. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's a, I don't know if you ever watch it, but Saturday Night Live had um, Chance the Rapper was on, and he does these different, uh, like, you know, he's uh, an announcer, and they had him doing uh, hockey, and he usually okay. covers the Knicks. 
And so he's down on the, you know, the, the rink, and they're like, how are you today? And he's like, I'm cold. You know, it's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and there's a guy that's got, like, a name that's 15 letters with no vowels. And, um, you know, and so it's stuff like, let's do that hockey. Um, that's, and then he did one that was the, um, oh, it was like the, the gamers. So they sent him to do this, uh, this game where, the, I mean, they're all, like, on – computers and they're fighting each other and I, I forget what it was called right. a le- legion of something and he's just like <laughs> I had no idea this was a thing <laughs> so right like, yeah yes. yeah it's oh, that so awesome. good but have to look it up. it's funny because he is a big hockey fan um he's actually from uh-huh. Chicago so he's a huge Blackhawks fan oh, um okay so yeah so but but him doing it and he's done <laughs> multiple other like for ESPN he'll he'll be the guy who doesn't know hockey but he's like actually <laughs> he does he actually does <laughs> he does yeah that it's sounds so hilarious well done. it's so funny oh it's good it's so good <laughs> yeah if you just do uh to do um go on YouTube and you do SNL Chance the Rapper hockey and it'll it'll, it'll come up so it's just That's it's great awesome. I'm gonna have to look yeah. Um, so you have, so Downward Death is the first murder mystery, like the paranormal one you talked about. And that's the Magical Main Mystery Series, book one. And it just came out last month. And then you it have yep. your, and then Bowling Blunder, book two of the series is March 16th. So you've got two books coming out in the next couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> Which, so I, I basically put, all of my stuff into a project management software and told it how long it takes me to write a book and all that kind of stuff. And it told me my release dates. And oh, okay. instead of me saying, Oh, maybe I shouldn't release two books in March. I said, okay, that's what it tells me. That's what I have to do. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Sometimes so. you gotta let, gotta give up the reins and let somebody else or something else, you know, tell you <laughs> your deadlines. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> all right. So you, you're basically planned out for, what, till the end of 2022, probably? I, I'm currently planned out until the end of 2021. I want to see how this series goes. Um, I have mm-hmm. seven books planned in it. I, I want to get to that seventh book. Um, and, then, and then I'll reevaluate if it needs to keep going. Um, eventually, I will come back to Riley because, you know, I love Riley and she's sure awesome, but but I don't know exactly what that story is going to look like. And so I'm going to give that a little bit of space. And next year I'm going to do a lot of the Logan, maybe some more of um, this new, the magical main series. And we'll uh-huh. see, we'll see how it goes. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you're very busy. I mean, what, what is your typical schedule? I mean, cause I, I think a lot of people are like, Oh yeah. Writers just sit right down and just start writing today. I'm going to write these pages. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no, that's not, Sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. Um, I mean, what is your typical schedule? Um, Well, so I have uh, two little boys, a Mm -hmm. one-and-a-half-year-old and and a three-year-old, and then I have um, a 13- and a 15-year-old girl. Okay. Um, And so I have the four kids and then my husband, obviously. And then so I wake up before anyone else wakes up. So I'll wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning and write and usually I can get about a thousand to two thousand words in an hour and I like to do word sprints because it makes me more productive everyone gets up around seven and so then the day begins of course Um, Mm -hmm. and the girls go to school because we we still are in school 
So yes. they they go to school. And then um, the boys, I've finally gotten close to getting them on the same nap schedule. So, oh, good. Which has been really exciting because that means that I can write while they're asleep. Exactly. So I'll write sometimes then. And then I will, um, you know, go about the rest of my day with dinner, trying to figure out what to cook for dinner is like my main headache every single day. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I know the feeling. And <laughs> Yeah, right? Like they need to eat again. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously, again? <laughs> um, and then sometimes I will stay up and write late if I feel like I'm on a roll. Um, but I get the majority of my word count in um, on weekends. I'll pay my daughters to babysit or my husband will be home and he can watch the boys. Um, and if I have a whole day, I can, I can usually get about 10,000 words done. Okay. Um, which really will up my word count for the week. So sure. Yeah. Do you like make notes? I mean, you have something with you that you're making notes or anything that kind of helps you as you're plotting things out or, Oh, that's right. I need to put that in there. Are you constantly sending yourself something or helping yourself with that? Yes. And sometimes I'm like, where did I put that? Wait, <laughs> hold on. So I really try to either send myself a text message because I can mm-hmm. use my watch and send myself a text message or put it in the notes section of my phone. Because if I write it on okay. a piece of paper, I'm never going to find it again. And that story idea will be gone forever. <laughs> I used to, I, I remember, I'm sure you still do it sometimes, but it's like that idea that you wake up kind of in the middle of the night or you're falling asleep. You're like, oh my gosh, that'd be the best story. And you have stuff next to your bed and you write it and you're like, okay, good, I've got <laughs> yeah. it out. And then you wake up the next morning and it looks like you wrote it with your feet, like like when you were really yes. drunk. And it's like, I don't know what this is. And I can't remember any of it. Um, you know, thank goodness for texting. (laughs) Yes, I will. So I have very vivid dreams. They are ridiculous. And I will wake up in the middle of the night and open my notes app on my phone and type it out, which of course, in the middle of the night, I'm doing it with my eyes half closed. And I'll wake up the next morning and I'll be like, wait, why is my notes app open? And I'll read through it. And I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? (laughs) So it's kind of the same idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, oh, it's, just, it's just funny that the creative, the creative brain just never takes a break. It just, it never no. stops. It doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, and that's a good that thing. We'll in a, and a, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You, you'll uh, be, we'll driving. be driving and I'll be like, I'll be like, so honey, th- look at this. This could be a story idea. And he's like, why? Why, <laughs> why does that need to be a story idea? <laughs> Why does because it have does. To be a story idea, <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. it does. <laughs> well, we went on a cruise several years ago, um, uh-huh. and I was so excited because I'm like, okay, great. Because we splurged, and we got like a balcony, and then of course you can go anywhere mm-hmm. on the boat and you know, sit outside, right? And or watch the the water go by, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm going to get like overpriced coffee drinks, and I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to you know write. It's going to be fabulous. And my husband was like, <laughs> he was going to take a nap, and he's like, well, what are you doing? And I said. I'm I'm gonna go right. He's like, but we're on vacation. <laughs> I thought, but I'm never on vacation. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Yes, happened. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you sometimes know, those shifts, locations yeah. are nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And there's just tons of things like you could 
take notes and look around and the smells and the sensory and the patterns in the carpet and all these different things that you could have these, you know, extra details um, for a story. I mean, just, it's, it's just um, sensory overload for sure, but wow. Definitely. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're just, there's never a time off ever. No, Um, no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've actually texted to myself while driving. Like, you know, you can. I have hands free, so I'll text myself, and the right. kids are like, "What did you say?" I'm like, "I'm not talking to you." <laughs> right? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, all's good. It's all good. Yes, exactly. Oh, oh my gosh. So I mean, it sounds like you just stay plenty busy. Are, are you? You gonna stick with writing for? You know, do you have a goal of how many books you want to have in like five years, ten years? Or I know this year you've got a really heavy goal. But I mean, is that something that you're wanting to continue that level, or is that just a goal you've set for yourself for this year to see if you can do it? I I kind of wanted to see if I can do it this year. Um, if it goes well, I might continue that way. But I really want to I want to write the rest of my life. And so if it completely burns me out, I want to say, no, I'm not doing that next year. I'm going to do, you know, four books or whatever, because I I don't want to burn out, but I definitely, I want to make it a career and I want it to leave a legacy for my kids. So that's my, my biggest goal is just to write until I die, basically. (laughs) Yeah. And so with the mysteries, did you did you also watch mysteries growing up or did you read like Agatha Christie or any of the those kind of mysteries growing up or what was the, the hook for the mystery genre? I think it was just the Janet Ivanovich series. Um, I was mm-hmm. a Babysitter's Club fan when okay. I was little. I mean, I have like all of the books. My parents bought me a subscription where I got four books a month and I'd read oh, yeah. them all in like a week. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I just, so, but I I really think when I started reading the Stephanie Plum series, it just set something in my head um, that I I really wanted to do that. And I always, when I was little, I was like, I'm going to be an FBI agent. It's going to be awesome. Okay. (laughs) When people asked me what I was going to do, that's what I was going to do when I was little. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, somebody's got to be an FBI agent because we all need them. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now the oh, FBI wow. is probably like, why is she searching this? <laughs> yeah, I know. I promise. All the, uh, it's for a book. Yeah. Yeah, all the commentary <laughs> of, please don't look at my search history. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Some days it gets a little weird. There's just like no, yeah. there's no coordination between whatever I'm looking up. It's, uh, but to me, it makes sense. But, you know, someone else would be exactly. like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, like, what, this wait, is very what? strange. <laughs> yeah. Like, you yes. looked up what? Should we be worried? No. <laughs> Um, it's all normal stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Stella. I so appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. It was so fun. (laughs) Absolutely. So if you're looking for Stella, she is at Stella, S-T-E-L-L-A, Bixby, B-I-X-B-Y, dot WordPress, dot com. And then also she is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. She is also... Um, has got beautiful stuff on her Instagram, all sorts of fun things. And then um, check her out on Twitter and, of course, her books. She's on Amazon. And all those links are in the write-up of the show. And please come back when you've got your next series down in the, what is it, in the fall, you're thinking? Yes, I hope so. (laughs) Perfect. Yes, I want to talk to you again, see how Logan's doing and and, uh, Riley. 
Okay. Yes, Thank you so much, everybody. Please be safe, stay well, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Keep on reading. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. 